There you go. Hey, it's hump day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, joined as always by the always affable... Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper of winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day, a little thing we call heading back to the window with Scott and Scott, because that's what we aim to help you to do in a uh, in a perilous journey that the bookmakers and odds makers have set many traps along the way. So we're trying to See if we can get through there. So nice to be here, everybody. Happy hump day. Good to see some folks out there in the comment section already. Bryce Maltain checking in. Nathan Cerna, James S. What's up, guys? How is everything? Scott, how you doing up there in uh, Long Island? Uh, doing okay. I've uh, been catching up on some shows that I've been falling behind on. Uh, mostly Better Call Saul. As for the gambling, it's been perilous. Uh, had a couple of, let's just say, games that didn't work out. For the past, I'd say, week and change. Yep. Uh, I had Ball State first half yesterday. Uh, they did their part defensively because Northern Illinois can't score. And they made one three-pointer in the entire first half. That hurts. are not going to cover laying points doing that. That hurts. Super sly in the house. King me around. I see. Since Hawks line feels trappy. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Scott, we got a big snowstorm coming here in Kansas City. Um, watched the weather last night. Uh, it says we're going to get from one to ten inches. What what the fuck is that? It's it's like, it's like it's like a woman going on a Tinder date and hooking up. You're going to get one to ten inches. Congratulations. <laughs> I was going to make a similar joke, but you delivered it, so I got, I got nothing more to add. Uh, Camel's playing today on Hump Day. <laughs> Scott, Mike, 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 Mike. Um, all right, so let's start off. Uh, let's do it. Let's do a couple here, but before we do, we'll talk about. Uh, We'll get all the housekeeping and stuff out of the way. Of course, don't forget don't forget to like and subscribe, guys, and there'll be uh, serious consequences today. No liking and subscribing. Rachel's letting the beard grow. He's going to be full he's going to be full on uh rabbi here in about what? 3 months? How long fucking long does that take you? Uh rabbi's my grandfather. But no, I'm I'm just I'm just regular. What did you shave yesterday morning? Uh no, I shaved uh I don't know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. How long are you going to let that go, buddy? I don't know. I'm kind of comfortable. Okay. All right, very good. Are you going to trim it and keep it that level, or are you just going to let it fly? Uh, I'm going to let it fly and see what happens. You're going to let the mustache grow, too? Might want to get started on that. Uh, the, that's the issue, is that no matter what I do with the mustache, this is, like, the best it gets. Well, you ought to just, shave the, really you, grow you ought to just shave the mustache and go full on Amish, buddy. That, I don't know if I can pull <laughs> off. Oh, Jebediah, you crack me up, so... Um, of course, so yeah, definitely like and subscribe. Check out uh, my pal Chris King and Jim Williams, my pals over there, as they do just parlays every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, join us tomorrow for the Elimination Chamber WWE show. I'm going to be doing WWE research tonight, Scott. I'm pretty excited because we're joined by Dave the Dominator Hess. And then Friday, can we, can we say due to popular demand? Yeah, we can like say that. like four people. <laughs> We're going to do a NASCAR show on Friday, and uh, talk about that. It also is an elimination chamber at Daytona as well, so that'll be weird. Are we going to have an actual like recurring title for the NASCAR show? Uh, if you got something, yeah, if somebody if you got a name or somebody's got a name, by all means, uh, throw it in there for sure. And uh, as always, don't forget to check out our pals over there at everybody's my pal today. Our friends over at BetMGM, they got a great deal going at all the states where they are in right now. Scott, you bet $10 in any NBA game. If somebody, anybody, I don't care who it is, if they make a three-pointer, you're good for 200 large. Not large, but you're good for 200 bucks. 
it doesn't pay two hundred thousand. That'd be pretty good though. You bet ten dollars, get two hundred thousand. Somebody gets a three pointer. That's no, a lot of accounts. Still a good deal. Still getting twenty to one. Twenty to one on somebody making a three pointer. So definitely check out our friends over there at MGM. All the information is in the show description and show notes. Got the links and everything there. So check them out. Of course, must be in your state and you must be 21 to participate. And if you have a gambling problem, please, please seek help. All right, Scott, somebody checked in early uh, to ask us about the Purdue game. I, I like it when people check in early. Uh, so that is the first one we'll do. Bryce Moltane, Scott, Purdue going uh, going tonight, hitting the road. What do you think, bud? Well, they're a lot better than Northwestern. The issue is that Purdue had a pretty abysmal week. Is that one way to put it? I mean, yeah. they beat Maryland, so it could have been worse. They barely beat Maryland. <laughs> it, it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that much. But I'm actually going to go on a bit of a bold call here. I'm going to take Northwestern. Gonna take... I feel like Purdue's a team that could easily win against any conference opponent by like 15 plus mm -hmm. but they never do and i'm not going to point fingers matt painter but for some reason they can't figure it out i'm not really sure what it is but i'm gonna go with northwestern they're gonna give me points with the big 10 team it's mostly just because purdue was so bad this past week it seems like they're in the middle of being let's just say overvalued by the odds makers i think northwestern's alive in this spot you you gotta think so you gotta think getting six this is a purdue team that had that horrific game against Michigan, losing by, uh, whatever they had, 24-25 in that yeah. one. Uh, like you said, they barely beat Maryland. It came nowhere near covering. They win by one at a, as a 13.5-point or 16.5-point chalk. Uh, yeah, I like this Purdue team, Scott. I, I think they, I think their record should be a lot better than it is because they got, they've got they got a tremendous inside-out game. I don't, I don't know anybody that has the talent inside and outside that Purdue does, but... But yet, Painter's an idiot. Yet every day they go out there and step I mean, on, or so many times they go out there and just step on their dick. So Did you see the end of that uh, Maryland game, by the way? No. It was an all-timer when it came to Matt Painter's stupidity. They had the ball with two seconds left, up one. They're inbounding under the basket. So they tried to run the double inbound pass. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Where you have two guys standing out of bounds, you pass it to one and you're allowed to do whatever. Yep. So they did it. The refs blew it dead because the clock stopped early or something. And the refs warned um, Painter saying that you have your guy moving before he inbounds the ball. If you do it again, we're going to call a travel. And Painter called the exact same inbound play, and they got called for a travel. And Maryland got the ball back. Jesus. They didn't score on the final play, so Purdue ended up winning. But he called the same inbound play after the refs warned him that it would be a turnover if they called the same play. So he just handed Maryland the ball with a stopped clock turnover with two seconds left. Deserve I've never to... seen that before in my life. It was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Deserve to lose. Deserve to lose. They won, but that's the point. Painter just decided to punt the game. Danny Daniels in the house. I don't know that we've seen Danny before. Thanks for checking in, Danny. Danny's got uh, uh, Miami tonight, the U, uh, minus one and a half, and uh, versus Louisville in the uh, uh, the over. Oh, uh, he's, asking, oh, he's asking about that. Um, Louisville, of course, at home is somewhat tempting until you realize they're 3-10 ATS at home. Uh, they suck. I'm trying to figure out a positive way to talk about Louisville. I can't. Can you? Uh, they used to be good. <laughs> I mean, they, they got rid of their coach mid-season. They bought him out, so they paid him money to, to leave the program. The replacement came in, 
they play hard. They don't win games, but they play hard. That's like not- Miami's a team that was definitely peaking earlier in the year. They're still eighteen and seven. They're probably making the tournament. Ten and four against the number in conference. Yeah, and they're six and two straight up and six and two ATS on the road. So I feel like Maryland's the move oh, solely I'm, just because Louisville's been you mean, a disaster. You mean Miami. They're not Maryland, sorry. Yeah, Miami's the move. But that's pretty much just because Louisville is just an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, Miami's covered five of the last six on the road. I don't hate it. It's it's definitely Miami or pass. Yeah. As far, um, there's no way I'm taking Louisville. As far as the, as far as the total goes, um, yeah, I don't Leaning know. Over. Uh, where are we at here? What's the what's the number? One forty. One forty two. It's. I, I could see it being close throughout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. But you might see some scramble points. I see this game being pretty close to the number. Okay. So I'm not going to play the total. But if it's close and I think there will be scramble points, I'm going to lean to the over. Put it this way, I feel stronger about Miami than I do about playing the total in this game. I agree. No question about it. Um, and that Purdue game, by the way, that's one of those games where you could you could seriously look like you have egg on your face because they're, on paper, 20 points better than Northwestern. Definitely feels that way, of course. Then again, if you want to lay points on the road in Big Ten play, you got some cojones. Or power to you. For you. Season's greetings, Steve Train. <laughs> nice. Um, Nathan says it could be about time to jump back on the Purdue train. We'll find out after tonight. We'll see. Um, if they can perform on the road against an inferior opponent and show me that they put the last two games behind them, then maybe. Texas Tech money line over Baylor. We were talking about that. Uh, for, uh, low maxima. Um, uh, we'll do that one first. The Furman Western over underwent from 144 to 141. Uh, we t- we were talking about the side on that game. Uh, where are we at here? Um, checking the injury news. You got any you got any thoughts on that one, Scott? The Furman game. Uh huh. At this point, I can't take the under. I feel like you missed the boat on that one. I like the over. I'm I'm just expecting Furman to walk into what eighty. Yeah. I mean, of course, they're better at home than on the road, but Western Carolina can't stop anybody. Yeah, they also can't score, and that's the problem, man. They've uh, how'd the first meeting go? Oh, uh, what did they do? Uh, One thirty-eight. They scored. Okay. They they put up fifty at Furman. Yeah, that's what we because so, we were talking about taking Furman because they covered Furman covered by thirty-eight the first time around. I was gonna say Furman scored eighty-eight though. Yeah, yeah. So I think that you'll see Furman probably score less, but Western Carolina score a decent amount more. Uh, I would check the injury news. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, of course, I'm using StatFox again, so they're fucking dead to me. Um, Let me see what I got. Um, no, I'm just I'm looking I'm looking at the grid now. I'm looking at best. I don't have anything. I got I got no injuries. Okay. But I, either way, I'm I feel like at this point, if you like the under, you kind of miss the boat on that. So I might be tempted to buy back towards an over. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think and I think we're right in the face of a fucking sharp move too, because again, this is the time of day. This is the type of game. Where you're not you're not getting guys just standing in line in Vegas to bet f- the fucking Furman West Carolina total. Um, and to that point, I will say Western Carolina unders hit eight or last nine. So okay. just saying. Uh, but for me, I'm with you. I I think Furman could do a lot of the heavy lifting themselves. Um, they're coming off uh, you know some some bad offensive performances though against the uh, against Chattanooga and, and Greensboro where they put up 58 and 56. I think I, my preferred option would be a team total for Furman. Yeah. If well, you think it's going to be a bit high scoring, you're expecting Furman to pretty much carry. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, 
I don't, Do you agree with that? I don't disagree with that. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Uh, Nathan Cerner says, love fading Western Carolina. That is no shit. Um, yeah, what else was somebody uh, asking? Oh, that, oh, Miami. Oh, Wyoming last night. Can't stand prosperity. Yeah, no shit, Ryan. I have a conspiracy They're, they're, they're ranked for one day, and they're gone. Yeah, I have a conspiracy about that type of uh, spot there. I don't know if you've noticed it, too. Have you noticed that mid-majors, whenever they're ranked for about the first time this season, just immediately lose the first game? Puked on their shoes, man. Yeah, absolutely. That happens all the time. Uh I know that sounds like selective recall. It's really not. It it probably is. All of the mid-majors that are ranked, or at least their first ranking in several years. Well, give us some examples. immediately lose. Give us some examples. Uh, So earlier this year, Davidson won like 17 in a row. They were undefeated. They lost. You had the example yesterday where you ended up having, um, of course, Wyoming, who we really like, and they ended up falling apart. Uh, is Murray, was Murray State ranked earlier this yep, year? Yep, Murray State was absolutely ranked. Um, I was thinking... Was, to think, did they lose the first game after, or they're I, ranked now? I think, they're, they were st- I think they're still ranked, as far as I know. I think they're like 21... Wyoming was twenty two. Trying to right? think of other examples that I have, but the point I was is, was San, I, was, San, was another big West team in a Mountain West team in there was San Diego State or Boise State or Colorado State. Did they sneak in there and then get fucking hammered? Colorado State, I think, did, but San Diego State. I don't know if I, I don't know if I count them because realistically, they're in the top twenty five at least once every year. Right? Is college basketball home court advantage the biggest home home advantage in in sports? I think it is. Yeah, you can make an argument maybe for power five college football if you actually have huge crowds like the 70k crowds in the sec but that's a conference or two but i mean for the most part no college basketball i think is the most important uh yeah magellan's talking about colorado state was ranked they got absolutely destroyed by unlv yep that's it it's happened a lot this year you look at the mid-major teams and i don't know if they get all high and mighty or if they suddenly have a bigger target on their back but it seems like they always just fall apart and come, like as soon as they get ranked. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter who they play, like UNLV you're talking about there or uh, New Mexico last night. In the pit, um, Temple, which I don't know if that's the name or where they know you from, but uh, they think you look better with the beard. Thank you. So, Well, you. the thing is, if I shave it, I look like I'm, I'm 17. But if I keep it, I look like I'm 23? Yeah, maybe. Give or take. I, I'd still card you at the bar. I had people that asked if I was 27 before. I don't know if I was flattered or offended. Uh, but I, I, I'll take it. How old were you? I was 24. Oh, okay. Oh, so recently. All right. Yeah, that's the point, though, is that it's a matter of do I want to get carded at the bar? Because with the beard, I never get carded. But without it, I get carded every time. Fair enough. Brownsbacker wants to know what's the deal with Chris Paul. Can't hit threes, does not attempt, or just not that good from uh, outside? What do you think? Uh, said, I, had I think a, he just realized that he's... He puts the under on take. his parlays every time. He says it's juice, but it hits. Well, Chris Paul is still a pretty decent three-point shooter when he wants to be. The point is, with pick and roll, we know Chris Paul is... Is it a fair statement to say he's a top five, top ten mid-range shooter of all time? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he just sticks to what works. You can say the same thing about DeRozan. DeRozan has had 30-plus points for pretty much the last two weeks... I think he's attempted one three in his last four games combined. Yep. Like, yep. he just doesn't need it. Nope. Bronco Devil said he played both Texas-Oklahoma over 60. Uh, said it was a lot of juice, but not the farm play. The barn play. Nice. Heading back to yep. the barn. That was a fun game. We, there was a little bit of sweat there. I was I was sweating that total a little bit midway through the second half. 
Like, well, we need about three points a minute. If anybody they go drive for a couple minutes, we could be fucked. And then they just turned we had on. some fouls that went our way. Turned on the Jets. We oh, did. Okay. We did. And, you know, we know it went into overtime and ended up massively over. But uh, for the record, that did hit in regulation. It was 144. In, or, yeah, 144 mm-hmm. in reg, right? One thir- I believe one thir- so. Maybe 130. It one th- maybe it was 134. Maybe it was 67, 67. Ended up in the 150s, right? Yeah. I know it definitely wasn't in the 120s. No, 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 no. No. And no, It went over by a decent amount at the end. And for those of you that were uh, were part of the comment section and watched my video yesterday, I put up a number, Scott. I still don't fucking know how I did it. I put up 131 and a half when the number was 144. I, I just... Were uh, you on the right side or the wrong side? I was on the right side, and it still went over 144. So it was, it was a grid play, and it, it was still hit, but I just... I don't... I'm, I'm fucking, I'm worried about my brain, dude. I'm, I'm honestly starting to worry about my brain just a little bit. Cause that's just, that's, I don't know if I just like looked at a different game. Or I usually double check it with best. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously not taking a shot. Like I said, I get, you know, what? 800,000 views a day, whatever. Uh, I can't put up bad numbers. I can't bullshit because fucking people watch them. And they, people commented like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I get it. I, I totally would be fucking calling me out too. So having said that, Yes, we won anyway. Right? No, no, it was still counter argument. It was, yeah, I know, it was still, it was still the right bet. But you know, you can't. I, I get you, it's a credibility. You, yeah, I'm, you I'm, can't. I'm you. you can't fucking put up twelve point bad lines and mm-hmm. and call yourself credible. So yeah, whatever, however that happened, guys. You know, I as far as I know, that's the first time I've ever done that. So once every four years, you give me a fucking pass. Okay, I get that off my chest. Um, over fifty and a half, one fifty and a half in the Duke game. They call the cops. Um, I mean, you're going to go to overtime if Williams does not get the offensive rebound. Right. So I do agree that it definitely wasn't a a fun loss for you if you ended up having the over. Is it call the cops worthy? I don't know. Hey, let's find out, shall we? Let's let's yeah, find let's, do it. let's find out what is call the cops worthy. On the uh, on the Hump Day edition, you know who you are. We're gonna find out who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank, who's a winner, who's a whiner. Get you out your phone. Call the cops. All right, let's get her. Uh, let's get her rolled up here in the NBA. If you had the Hornets, Timberwolves under two forty four and a half. I don't know how the hell this went over. You made a great bet. Congratulations. They ended, landed 216. Go ahead and catch that. I'm sorry, what now? Oh, God, we got to play another one. Well, you're all right. You got five minutes. We're not going to score 28 points in, in fucking five minutes or 29 you need points. less than 29. Yeah, you need 28 good. Five minutes. Come on. Six points a minute. Come on. Uh, no, they uh, put up 30. Scott, can I interest you in 30 as the game landed... 246. Congratulations. You had a winner. You had the right side. You capped it correctly. You did everything in your power to win that bet. But the basketball god said, Nit! And now you have to call the cops. How the hell do you put up 30 points in an overtime? Uh, how, how does that happen? A lot of threes and a lot of scramble would be my guess. Without... 30 points in overtime. It's right. absolutely wild. But anyway, if you had some U.S. hockey against Slovakia, I believe the money line was around minus 160. They led by one goal with less than a minute to go. Slovakia pulls the goalie, and they tied it. And the U.S. not only went to overtime, they went to a shootout, and they lost. Do you believe in miracles? No. No, I do not. No. Slovakia won. To make matters worse, Canada also lost. So the U.S. might have had a serious run at a gold medal. 
if they were able to pull it out. But they did not, and you lost. So call the cops. Uh, it was like uh, it was like K State's run to the final. That could have been to the final four when uh, when they knocked off the when UMBC knocked off the number one seed, and that was the that was the bracket K State was in. All they did was mm-hmm. be, beat. Uh, Loyola to get to the final four. I still remember having money on Kentucky to make oh. the final four from that side of like 12 to one. And PJ Washington, I think missed like 15 free throws in that Kansas state game. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Hey, if you had the Oilers Kings under six and a half, you were looking great. Two goals heading into the third period. Uh, can I interest you in five goals in the third period, including the piece de resistance, the cherry on top, if you will. An empty netter with 18 seconds left. Congratulations. Ugh. You didn't win, but you did land on today's Call the Cops. Of course, five goals in a period is brutal. I think the worst one has to be the overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, 244 and a half. Yeah. Like, you're just on principle betting. Most people betting the under. We told you that last night. We're like, just on, just you wake up and roll out of bed and go 244 and a half. No, fuck, I can't do that. 30 points in overtime is so absurd. Because you really got screwed twice. That's what happened. Because, number one, you got screwed because it didn't end in regulation. And, number two, you had an unrealistic number that they had to get in overtime to get you there. And they got it. And so, yeah, you really got fucked twice in that. Congratulations. Well, for those of you that didn't get screwed twice last night, maybe you had a nice, easy time of it. Maybe it was uh, nothing but... Clear sailing, as they say, because you, my friend, were sitting right where everybody wants to be. That's uh, fat and happy and the lazy boy. Uh, You're snoozing in the rocking chair, aren't you? So, the first one in the NBA, if you had the Clippers and Suns under 221, you had 100 points in the first half, so you're on good pace. And they scored 99 in the second half, so the game went under by 20-plus points. And if you're down for some Maxon with Kent State plus eight against Akron, uh, that was never in doubt, Scott. That Akron squad absolutely just, oh, I'm sorry. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Kent State up by 16 at halftime. Congratulations. They end up winning by 13. Akron zips. What the hell? But if you had Kent State right there, man, you were in the rocking chair. I think that Kent State team might actually be a sleeper in the MAC tournament. They're actually playing really well right now. What about but, what about Buffalo? Were they they what are they hung, hung two hundred last night? Uh, Bowling Green defensively not exactly ideal, but they did score I think one twelve. So yeah, well, I was going to say one one ten well. is what one ten one twelve. What Jesus Christ! I mean that's, that was an honorable mention for the rocking chair when the totals in the one seventies and it still is in the rocking chair. You know that it's a we good had sign, it but, we had it at one sixty six and a half. It was a grid play. And we're like, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't fucking love 166 and a half, but let her rip. Yep, yeah, sure shit. There you go. Well, the last one, if you had Hofstra, minus six and a half against Elon. The half. Led by 22 at halftime, and they won by 33. The half. Yeah, love the half. They're very prideful people. <laughs> very, very. It's, it's always pride week at Hofstra. All right. Very good, guys. Very good indeed. Um, we got to talk about this because this is one of my plays. This is, uh, if you guys have been listening to VEASAN, I've had a couple plays of the day over there. And this was one of those plays. And I was pretty happy about this, but I, I didn't expect it to end the way it did. Um, Scott, sometimes you have to wonder. You just have to wonder. Are the odds makers, uh, what, what's, what's the deal, man? Are they, uh, are they drunk? 
So the Boston Celtics have been on uh, quite a run. They've now won nine straight. They squared off night, last night against the Sixers, two-point chalk. I like the Celtics in that spot against the road. Sixers haven't played well since the trade. No but, James Harden? What's that? James Harden was still out. Yeah, James Harden as well. I mean, that just kind of goes without yeah. saying he's yet to make his debut for Philadelphia. But the Celtics, Scott, they put it on them. Put it the fuck on them as the Celtics ended up winning by 48. How does that happen, my friend? Well, you see, they scored 135 points. And the Sixers scored 87 points. So you do the math. Math checks out. And you win by 48 points. But real talk. That's the kind of insight we pay you for around here, too. I know that the Sixers were shorthanded. You can't lose by 48 points at home to a a division rival. That can't happen. By the way, Sixers, I went right in the face of this trend. Sixers had covered six straight in that series. And I said, yeah, fuck that. Boston's better. It's good for them. Yep, absolutely. Not anymore. Not anymore. All right. So let's... uh, 48 points. You see that highlight, by the way, of Embiid trying that Harden uh, step back just to get blocked and for a shot clock violation? Yeah, yeah. Classic. Great highlight. Classic. Uh, I was thinking of taking Fairfield this morning. First half, minus two and a half. Up to threes. 33-30 at half. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I got pl- to play on that game. Which one? The Fairfield game. Oh. Uh, I got I to go. I got the over there. Uh, I don't follow hockey. That USA penalty shot period was uh, was one for ten. Ugh. Is that how bad is that, Scott? What's a usual penalty shot? Very. Uh, so when it comes to penalty shots, I would say the average would be somewhere around. Let's go with thirty three percent. You know, one of every three sounds about right. I'm sure it'll be a little bit lower. Okay, but something like that ballpark. One out of ten's a mess. In the NHL, if you're a player and you are one for 10, you have a percentage about 10 or lower, you're not going to shoot in the shootout. <laughs> like, because you probably have better options, but the entire U.S. team just was brutal in the shootout department. I would say the average is probably somewhere around a third. Okay. All right. Very good. Lawrence Anthony wants to know can I get a tip for the Genesis Invitational tomorrow that doesn't include DJ? How about Colin Morikawa at eighteen at eighteen to one? You like that? Uh, Morikawa, of course, is always a good option because of how good he is. I'm not going to lay it with Rom at eight to one. There's no value there. Nope. Can't lay it ten to one. I can't lay either. Uh, Morikawa is tempting. Uh, let me see. I'm not picking Scheffler. I just think it's too hard to win back to back. I think Hovland at twenty five to one is worth a shot. I'm a big Hovland guy. I think that he's extremely talented. We know that he's still very young, so he could work on some things. But it seems like Hovland is very, very close to being a top, I'd say, five player in the world, at least in terms of talent. So 25 to 1 on Hovland does look pretty attractive. About 45 to 1 on Bubba Watson. Um, Seven of Bubba's 10 victories have come at three courses, and this is one of them. This is a place he likes to play. He's been playing a little bit better. You want to take a long shot spin? Uh, I don't hate Bubba at 45 to 1. I'm also looking at Kepka. Kepka's, I know, had some injury issues. He looked pretty good in his last outing. So yeah. 35 to 1 might be tempting there. Okay. But I'm just looking at value plays. I'm not a guy who's going to lay chalk or pay the small 
plus prices for a golf tournament because that's just crazy. But I do think Hovland and Kepka at, at 25 to 1 and 35 to 1, respectively, okay. is pretty solid value in my book. All right. And I'll uh, I'll get on board with uh, Morikawa and Bubba. So okay. Michael Harbach said, uh, you're welcome for the uh, McKinnon goal scorer last night. Uh, the only goal they scored, but what the hell? Absolutely. Nice job, Mike. I think I said I think I said on air yesterday, I liked Crosby to score against Philly. And he actually scored. He scored his 500th career goal. I don't right. know what the plus price was, but Crosby randomly did score. Crash Landon checking in. What up, Crash? As he's getting my own farm play today with the Nets plus four and a half and the Jazz minus the five. Not going to lie, the uh, the pick that I made for VEASAN today is the uh, Nets plus the points. And I will say this. I'm not picking the games. The games have already picked to me for me. And they go, here's, uh, here's the copy. I want you to write some copy in your own voice. And here's the game you've got to you've got a handicap. And today they gave me the Knicks Nets, probably my least favorite game on the entire card, college and NBA. So I actually like the Nets in that spot in general. I'm a lot more, I'd say, kind on that game than you are, mm-hmm. just because I'm not sure how the hell the Knicks are laying points. I don't know how you can lose to the Thunder with no Dort and no Shea Gildas Alexander, and you lose to Portland with no Lillard. You know they traded half their team, right? And you're laying points. I don't understand that at all. I think the Nets plus four and a half, even the money line is pretty tempting. But Zach, I do think that you're looking at a spot where the Nets have a good shot to win the game. So plus four and a half is pretty attractive. Yeah, absolutely. Bronco Devil says, I like to play daily matchups on golf. It is a lot of fun. We got a guy in our comment section, the butcher. Uh, I think he's from Kansas City, actually. Um, he does really well on golf matchups. Uh, you, you could do worse than, than tail him. The bad part is you got to get up early. You got to get up early to fucking get the picks in. So I never get them in because the tournament's already started. Zach Vaughn said, I was nervous about the OU Texas game over last night until I wasn't anymore. Yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. Uh, midway through the second half, you're like, mm, come on, boys. Need to kind of yeah. pick up the pace here. And then all of a sudden, they did. And it was good. Um, Magellan Sports says, uh, Jazz Line seems like a trap. 79% of the action on them tonight. Well, uh, that's a good question. We didn't talk about that game, but I was looking at that game earlier. What do you think? Here's of- my play that I. So well, break it down for us then. I, I took Utah. Watch two solely on the you. premise that a Utah is a lot better. They're fully healthy. Gobert's finally back. The main logic or the main reason why I liked it though was the fact that the line went from around minus two and a half to minus five and a half on the overnight. And usually you're concerned about line chasing, but when there's a serious injury, at least a question mark involved, and the line moves that much, I think it's pretty telling. LeBron's questionable. He's been complaining about his need of the media for the last couple of days. It's the final game before the All-Star break, and the line moved three points. I was willing to gamble on LeBron not playing. Reading the tea leaves. I think you can agree with that, though. You see that all the time, and I've mentioned it on Twitter a couple of times. There's a lot of last-second injury news where Shams or Woj announced that, oh, Harden or LeBron are going to be out, Mm -hmm. and the line's already moved five points. Yep. Absolutely. Like people know stuff early on, and that LeBron and that LeBron injury news mixed with the line shifting so heavily on the Jazz. I think there's a pretty strong chance LeBron does not play. Yep. And if LeBron doesn't play, what do you think? Utah wins by twenty or thirty? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I think they cover. So that's why I took it. Country fried corn dogs. It's great to see you. And <laughs> how about them Vols? Yeah, you liked them, buddy. You liked the you liked the Vols over Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely. They called that and they blew them out. I'm trying to remember the other game that I liked. I said that there were two games involving teams that were undefeated at home. 
Tennessee was one. I don't remember the other one. Bronco Devil, you're not writing this shit down? I don't I don't remember the other one, but there were two teams that I said were undefeated at home, and I just couldn't go against them. And I think both of them won. Seven, I know Tennessee was 100% one of them. 1777 memorabilia says uh, that the regular season right now for the NBA looks a lot like preseason. I, I kind of agree with that. I mean... I've stayed off a lot of the NBA this year, and I'm not, and I'm not doing terribly at it. I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm seven and five with my NBA picks, but I just, I just fucking, it just pisses me off with with the injury news, and and I hate going in with with half a fucking gun and not knowing what's going to happen. So I've, I've concentrated more on college this year than I have on the NBA. Um, what are you? I've done the opposite because I do think that even though the NBA does involve a lot of questionable injury reports mixed with teams that don't care i think there's actually ways to find value on it because some teams just seem to clearly care more than others whether it's motivation spots whether it's just roster talent this is kind of like the golden spot of the nba season where you straight up know who's tanking and if you just fade the bad teams regardless of number you usually win a decent amount well, okay, but I mean, it, it hasn't been that way. That's that's a that's a something that's happened since the trade deadline because the yeah, tra- it's the tra- been the opposite for me this year. I mean, last year I was all over college. This year, no matter what I've tried, it just hasn't worked. I've tried to change some things up. I've tried to take different plays. Just hasn't worked out for me. So the NBA has. I've kind of just been going that way. And it was weird. My premiums were okay, but my my uh, you know. But even then, I went through a, a cold spell with premiums. But the plays of the day were just shit. And then I just went to the grid, and we've been doing okay. Um, just says Gonzaga thir- minus thirty two. That number sounds so ridiculous. It. We talked about for this a ro- for a road team, by the way. For a road team, we talked about this. Um, if, as a, as a bet the farm possibility. So let me just give you some numbers: thirty two. 23, 32, 28 and a half, 16, 14 and a half, and 30. Those are the numbers that Gonzaga has covered. So uh, we joked about it the other night with with uh, with uh, Pacific about getting 32. I'm like, yeah, I don't see it. And they end up winning by 38. So I, I can't lay that, but I'm not getting in front of it. You? I think it's a team total play. The total's pretty high because you're penciling Gonzaga in for, I don't know, 90? <laughs> like, something like that? Yeah. If they score, let's just say, for the hell of it, 105 points. You're, you looking, really you're looking at a team total of 96, by the way. It's no, a, I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe 96 and a half or 97. That's, that's what Pepperdine you're looking Pepperdine ranks 47th in pace, so it's not like they're going to try to slow the game down. Gonzaga should, realistically... Get to a hundo. I, they should, right? No, I don't know that that's. I don't know that that's true because the de- they've been doing it with defense, dude. No, they, but I'm saying just offensively, they've still been killing it. Ish. They haven't. They haven't hit a hundred in, in five games. They've they've put up uh, uh, eighty eight or so a game in the four since then. Where they and they've covered okay. the number every time. So I'm you more factor in the pace though. I'm I'm more I'm more interested. I'll, I'll take if I take them to cover before I take them on the team total over ninety seven. No, no. I'm no. I'm just mentioning that I do think if they're going to cover, they'll probably score a hundo. I don't agree with that. I, I think it, I think it could be easily. I think it could be easily eighty eighty eight eighty eight fifty five. I think that's a real possibility. Sorry. Right. Agree to disagree. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, T train says I guess nobody cares about Bama Mississippi State. 
Uh, just took it over 150 and a half, or just took it over 150. Yeah, let's talk about that a little SEC. This Alabama team, Scott, fraud or for real? They're definitely not for real. I mean, they've been inconsistent all season long. I know what they are. The issue is I don't know what they are on a game-to-game basis. <laughs> I know I know they're inconsistent, but you don't know which one of them is going to show up. They are, they are very good at home. Mississippi State is 0-6 on the road. I faded them against Arkansas a week or two ago. They ended up not covering there. I like Bama on the side. As for the total, I'm a little bit torn on that one because Mississippi State is a pretty good defensive team. Uh, they're not a very good team overall, but they're 54th in defense efficiency. They also rank 296 in pace, which is really what I look at for totals because Bama we know likes to run. We know Mississippi State should probably try to slow the pace down. I don't know how they voluntarily get into a track meet with a team that's just better at track. Yeah. So I don't see that happening. I like Bama on the side. I don't really have a thought in the total. You? Mm. I do worry about this Mississippi State team that's uh, played pretty good defense lately, seen four of, their yeah. la- four of their last five go under. And the one that went over, they gave up 64 to South Carolina. So They also can't really score, which yeah, is kind of Yeah, I don't. Uh, Tony, I, Tony, I love you, and I agree with a lot of your picks, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean under there. I think that 150 is just too tall. Um, I'm going with the side. I just think Bama should win that game by double digits. See, and I have I have no interest in getting behind Bama. The fucking two and nine against the number in conference play, four and eight at home. Nope. Oh, they're a mess. But Mississippi State is own oh is winless on the road, and they haven't been playing good ball. I understand. I'm I'm gonna pass. Okay, fair enough. Bama all day. All right. Yep. 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 And there a lot six, of six and a half just sounds short. Okay. To me. Okay. Fair enough. I that's I worry that it looks too short. That's that's okay. that's my problem. Uh, by the way, shout out to Mizzou, who again no showed against Arkansas the other night. Nicely done, boys. At least they put you up mean more yesterday. Than, or was that? Yeah, it was just yesterday, wasn't it? Um, I guess they put up they put up more than forty nine though, so that's good. Put up more than twenty nine too. Yeah. <laughs> they put up fifty five, fifty six, whatever it was. God damn. Yeah, fifty seven. Uh, uh, well, at least K State's playing good ball. Um, they won by 30 plus in the last five. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. You guys love Alabama tonight. I, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, by the way, and guess that Temple 2431 likes Temple against SMU tonight. What do you think? Hmm. Gonzaga first half. Yeah. I think that's the play. If you want to, if you want to play this, if you want to play a side, I'd, I'd probably be more in, in, interested in the first half. Every once in a while they play with their food, but they haven't done that in a while, Scott. They've been getting off to fast starts. Yeah, for a while they were very frustrating in the first half, um, but uh, I think that's I think that's a solid play for sure. Do you have uh, any thoughts on the Temple game? I par- What's that? Any thoughts? Do you on have the any t- thoughts on the Temple game? Uh, who are they going against? Uh, they're going against SMU. Smoo Smoo laying five on the road. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to suck you into. It feels like the narrative right now that uh, SMU is uh, kind of uh, getting a lot of mileage out of that victory they had over uh, at uh, at Houston. Um, you know, Temple isn't awful at home. Um, I think that you know you would think that was going to be a letdown spot against East Carolina for SMU when they went on the road after their big home victory over Houston, and they 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 handled the Pirates really well. I mean, East Carolina is also three nine in conference play. I understand. They, they kind of suck. I understand. They were seven. They were seven. They doubled the number. They were seven point favorites. They win by fourteen. So mm. I'm looking at I'm looking at how they perform against the line. See, that's 
you you look at the who the who's on the bench and who's playing, and I I want to know the numbers. I want to know what those guys are doing, and I think that's the fundamental difference when you're handicapping and my handicapping is you do it more on a granular level with the players and the matchups, and I look at I look at more from ten thousand feet, and I want to know yeah. how how those players have, have been doing and how they match up against certain defenses and things like that. So, um, I'll take SMU, buddy. I'll I'll, I'll lay the road number there. I think I'm going to lean Temple. Okay. Fair this enough. game seems like it's just going to be close throughout. I see a bit of a grind. Mm-hmm. SMU might win, but I can see another one possession type game, which is unfortunate because yesterday I know both of us were leaning Providence. I said it would be a one possession game. It was for a large portion, and then Villanova won by five. Yep. So I, I'm, I think this game will be close. I'll lean to the points. Uh, James S. is very excited about Marquette. He's got it all in caps and exclamation points. So uh, I think we have I'm to... I'm not taking Georgetown. I think we have to talk about that. You don't, you don't do like... Do you jo- want to take Georgetown? You don't want to like Georgetown, buddy? Uh, I think Ewing's an abysmal coach. I said that a couple weeks ago. Uh, have they won a game in the last month? No. They, uh, they haven't won a game. And I've got a, my, my grid. My grid only goes to the seventh without hitting another... Without refreshing right, it. Let me, let me pull this up. So, yeah, the 7th of January, by the way. So, they haven't, they definitely haven't won since before the 7th of January. I don't know what their last victory is. And more importantly, they haven't, they haven't covered the number in the last six. No, they've been getting bodied. Ble- they're bleeding points, dude. They're absolutely bleeding points. Yeah. The uh, last win was December 15th. There you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This. I. I, I got to ride Marquette here. This is. I think that's. I think it deserves caps and exclamation points because they beat Georgetown at Georgetown by 28 back in January. So, um, uh, uh, you don't like to lay a ton of points, but I'll make an exception against this Georgetown team. I don't know what Georgetown does well. The answer is nothing. So I'll go with Marquette. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I. You know, I'll tell you the play that. And somebody mentioned that uh, Bronco Devil put it in there. Uh, Georgetown about the Georgetown defense. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the over there either. Uh, what are we getting? What are we getting for a number on that? I've got it. It's one fifty four and a half. Yeesh, yeesh. Ah, fuck. Okay. I mean, you're kind of just penciling Marquette in for about yeah. eighty five to ninety something. Yeah, you know, and the Marquette defense hasn't been fantastic. I mean, they give up you know eighty to UConn. There's no shame in that. They give up eighty five to Butler. Uh, there's some shame there. There's a lot of shame in that. That ain't good. Number uh, number was one thirty two there. Did it go into overtime? I didn't remember that going into overtime, did it? I don't think it did. I don't think it did either. Yeah, beat it by thirty two. Fuck. Yeah, just give me the just give me the pedal to pedal to the metal over there. Yeah, I agree. And we got to talk about the ultimate home court underdog darling this season. We got Rutgers basketball mm-hmm. taking on Illinois. Yeah. And Rutgers is getting four points. Here we go again. Uh, I mean, Illinois is clearly the better team. I don't give a damn. I'm going with Rutgers. I, I don't know how many ranked teams you need to beat at home as underdogs before you just start blindly taking Rutgers. Uh, right? uh yeah, sure. Everything was seemed to be set up for Illinois. Illinois beat them by 35 um, when of they course. they played the first time. And as we've seen many times, that doesn't mean shit either for the side or for the total. Uh, Illinois, kind of a team that tends to play with their food. They did it against Northwestern in a game that I had, by the way. Northwestern, fuck you. Um, It's so weird because Rutgers can beat Purdue. They can beat Michigan State. Yeah. They can beat Michigan. They can beat Iowa. 
and they somehow lose to Nebraska. They somehow lose to uh, Maryland at home. So I don't know what the hell happened there. Yep. But I I got to go with Rutgers, don't I? I mean, I don't know how many times on principle Big Ten they points. can be dogs at home. Big Ten points, buddy. Give me the Big Ten points yeah. at home. Gotta Big Ten points and Rutgers has just been so good at winning games outright against ranked teams yep. at home. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and again, these are these are those picks when you make them, you know. You know, when you back an inferior team like that, you know it can come back to bite you big time in the ass. But if you look at the mm-hmm. trends, you look how they play, they haven't been afraid of the moment. They get fired. The fucking team gets fired up at home. And they're they, also won- beat, they also beat Wisconsin in their last come, game on the road. Coming off of three straight, man. Uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, and then Wisconsin on the road. Turning the line around by 16. Eight point, eight point dogs win by eight. So there you go. Um, Got to be on the right side of rigging. Yeah, somebody talking about the games being rigged. That's what I always say. Uh, maybe they are, but if I'm on the right side of it, I don't give a shit. In fact, I'm happy about it. So, <laughs> uh, thanks, Mr. Walker. We appreciate it as always. Sports again? That's right, Carrot. Well, we talked. We talked a little bit of shit up top. But, I don't know, man. Apparently, you're busy. You got things we need to, to talk do. more about carrots. Talk about more about carrots. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. All right, buddy. It's that time. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's fire that bad boy up once again, kids. Thanks for joining us today on the show. And it, uh, I noticed the numbers going up here of our of our viewers, so it must be that time, everybody. It is once again time to put on your goal, your good hump day overalls. Climb aboard your John Deere, adjust your straw hat, pull out your keys with your lucky rabbit foot, and fire that motherfucker up because it's time once again to bet the farm. All right, Scott, we did have a farm play for yesterday involving Texas and Oklahoma. How did that end up doing? We ended up having the over, and it went over before overtime. But if you lightning bet it, you made a boatload of money. Cue to banjos! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right, my friend, we got a little player prop for tonight. What do we got? So we're going with a matchup between the Pacers and the Wizards. And we like Halliburton, Indiana's point guard, to go over eight and a half assists at around minus 105. Since joining the Pacers, he is averaging 10 assists per game. Indiana's also been playing really well offensively, mostly because of pace. Since Halliburton got there, they've scored at least 113 points in each of Halliburton's last three games. Plus, Indiana, not exactly much depth at the point guard position. Brogdon is still out. Duarte is also out. So Halliburton should be playing at least 36 minutes tonight. The Wizards defensively, since they traded Dimwitty and everybody, have virtually nobody. The overall Neto is supposed to be guarding him for a decent portion of this game. It's a good matchup. The pace should be there. Total's been bet up to 226 as a whole. We think Halliburton gets over eight and a half assists. Drop them dimes, Halliburton. Drop them dimes. That's what we're talking about. That's going to be our bet the farm play. Little player prop action here on Hump Day. And that's going to do it for the show as well. Put another one in the can, guys. We appreciate you stopping by. As always, if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do that. You know the drill. Listen to all of our offerings here on the Winners and Winers Sports Betting Network. And of course, don't forget to check us out tomorrow. Special edition. It's the Elimination Chamber with Dave the Dominator Hess. Scott and I will show off our extensive, extensive WWE knowledge that we have uh, pretty much gleaned in the last 24 hours. So enjoy that. And then we'll do the same thing with NASCAR. 
on Friday. Maybe we'll have a NASCAR expert on. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we can get something cooked up there. But anyway, you guys have a great day. As always, don't forget to check us out each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, with Scott and I will guide you through the forest as we all attempt to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.